Spectrum Health and Human Services is located throughout Western New York. For an appointment, call 716-539-5500. If you are in a crisis, you can call 716-710-5172. Their website is www.shswny.org. Hello, hello, everybody. And this is yet another episode highlighting Spectrum Health and Human Services, which is a wonderful and amazing mental health and substance use treatment provider in the Western New York community. This is, I believe, episode 11, and I have a returning guest highlighting a different subject, but a returning guest, Heather Randolph, and she is a senior peer support specialist at Spectrum Health. And we highlight the amazing program that Spectrum Health has gotten going since this whole social distancing thing has happened. And that is the community of caring. And we touch a tad bit on some other groups, but mainly Heather is running the recovery group. And really what we got into a discussion about was the fact that this recovery group is not just for substance use. It is for whether you are someone who's struggled with domestic violence, whether you're someone who has struggled with overeating or just too much or excess of anything. I will leave the links and the info in the description of this episode for you to get to Spectrum's website, find the community of caring because they have so many different awesome groups. I'm actually talking with very soon another wonderful, amazing woman who does a lot on coping techniques. So be sure to look out for that. That one will be out soon as well. And that is all I got for you guys. Amazing things happening here. As always, I hope you guys are doing good. Stay strong, stay confident, stay encouraged. And for the love of Pete, if you have something that's driving you nuts and bothering you, talk about it because that is what I'm finding out more and more is the key to anything is for us to open up be vulnerable and talk about it so do that and you will be a completely different human being all right much love guys peace Sounds pretty good. Good deal. How are things? Staying busy? Yeah. Yeah, always. That is good. I know you've been working a lot with the community of caring. What else? Um, you still Are you still doing any kind of coaching things? or? So for Spectrum, I'm the supervisor of the peer support program. I'm really just coaching my team, which is, what, nine people? You got nine people on there. Are they now? Are they meeting with people over the internet? Uh, yes, everything is telehealth right now, utilizing the different platforms, Zoom, FaceTime. Yeah, mostly, I know you guys are doing a lot of the community carings all over Zoom, correct? Uh, the community of caring is, is a 
different animal of that is all Zoom, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what I wanted to touch base with you because I know you're somebody who has been in recovery. So I thought it'd be awesome to kind of talk with you about not only what you're doing with the community of caring and everything, but also kind of the struggles you've been seeing with people, you know, that maybe you've heard from your team or seen otherwise that people are going through. Because I've had personally, I've had a lot of people, probably four people call me like that have been struggling with just complacency, being stuck at home. You know, I got a good buddy who really uses the gym a lot. He, you know, that's what he likes to do in his spare time when he's not working. And obviously you can't do any of that stuff. So he's been struggling a lot. I had one friend that relapsed, got back on track after a couple of weeks, but I know people are really struggling and I don't know, like, what have you seen? What's been the general consensus that you've gotten from your team that people are kind of going through? Well, I think that, you know, everyone's sort of missing the connection piece, you know, like if you're, if you're a 12 stepper, then you want the hugs and the handshakes and the closing in the circle. And that's what you're used to. And that's what you've been utilizing for your recovery. Um, And now it's gone, you know, so you begin to feel disconnected. There's been a lot of, a lot of road meetings that have Mm -hmm. been meeting the whole time. It's not common knowledge, but I guess it's not uncommon common either right (laughs) so I think that everyone's just sort of trying to find their footing you know there's everything's still status quo you've got people that are unable to stay clean you've got people or are unable to stay in recovery abstinent (laughs) if that's their thing and people that are that are able to use the new video platform Zoom go to engage in their recovery, like Best Self Recovery Center, all of their events are virtual. I mean, things are still out there. I believe that if you're connected with like a treatment clinic or with a peer support specialist or with a recovery coach, you have more access to that information, mm-hmm. right? And it's more help and it's helpful. I myself, you know, I coach a lot of women and they've all been maintaining you know they're well we just want to see you and i'm like i see you right here on zoom (laughs) oh that's great yeah i know you said you're kind of you've been kind of loving it a little bit huh oh god yes yeah i know i've been i've been kind of the same way i've actually well i've yeah, I'm so used to working at home and being alone anyway for now almost two years I've been doing this and now I have more people around me because everybody's off of work and I'm like go back to work that's what I want it over with like come on get back to work I right get out of my house honey <laughs> I love you but don't you have a job to bid somewhere oh yeah construction from under our roof but you know I mean we've been doing all right with that too like my marriage survived COVID like that says a lot for you know two people in recovery trying to get it right (laughs) you know what I mean like that that really says a lot that we haven't killed each other (laughs) right so I like I can't imagine and this is totally off topic but speaking of like women who are in some really crappy domestic situations who are stuck oh, at home. There's been a few of those. We've had a couple, a couple heavy duty, you know, persons who are going through domestic violence situations. And, you know, it's really hard to get anyone placed or do any of that when everybody's got to get tested first. And, you know, mm-hmm. who's going to let someone stick a, 
five inch long Q-tip up a six month old, six month old's nose just to go into a shelter. They're going to choose to stay in that violent situation. The only visit that I've got out on in the community was to help someone get out of a domestic violence situation. And, you know, knock on wood, they're still out. Yeah, that's got, that's got to be super tough. And I mean, on a little lighter note, there's a lot of families too who kind of just butt heads all the time. I'm sure there's some people are that are going crazy. Well, I have vacillated. So I have two daughters that are just like me. So that's always a joy. <laughs> that's scary thought. Um, <laughs> a little baby. And so I think I've only been hung up, hung up on by the oldest one like twice in three months, but she says goodbye before she hangs up. So we've actually made progress, right? <laughs> And um, the youngest one, she's absolutely out of her mind, but doing okay, right? So she's, she, um, there's been one instance recently where I blocked her. I was like, <laughs> sorry, you don't, like she hears her, how her sister talks to me mm -hmm. and decided that she could talk to me like that. Like, why don't you just abandon me? Like you did when I was a little kid. Listen, yo. <laughs> You were with your dad for a year. So she's been hanging out with him. He lives like on the lake and there's the creek. And so mm -hmm. she's been hanging out with him all the time. Well, I divorced him. And she's sounding just like him. I was like, yeah, no, block. <laughs> Done with you. So other than that, it, it really hasn't been horrible. You know, like everybody kind of felt the sting. We didn't, you know, Easter, Mother's Day, mm -hmm. there were no family gatherings. So there's been a lack of connection there. Like, I think that that's really what we're all missing is just the connection, right? I mean, which is always, I think, the root of everything that comes with our, our issues mm -hmm. and our struggles and our challenges is that lack of connection. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's it's forced us all to innovate and try to find different ways to connect and feel connected. And I think that like what Spectrum Health is doing with the community of caring and the recovery groups, especially that you're running, I think that's a huge part of innovating, adapting, evolving with what's going on. And I think the biggest challenge with any of that, with the community of caring, with face-to-face -face peer support, with recovery coaching, with sponsorship, with any of that, is that not everybody has technology. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants technology. And, you know, there's, there's some people that are sort of getting lost in the lurch, but we're able to make voice to voice contact. So with the community of caring on the website, what you'll see is that there's call in information as well. Okay. For individuals who don't have the zoom option, they can call in and still be a part of. The recovery supports that I'm doing with Julie with Julie Gutowski are more based on recovery and wellness and a broad platform. So it's mental health, it's substance overuse, it's whatever you're recovering from, domestic violence, childhood sexual assault, like whatever, whatever area you need wellness in, mm -hmm. that group is for you. It's not strictly substance overuse. Okay. I didn't want to get locked into that. So I agreed to participate because there is some creative freedom. So really what we're doing at this point is just sort of going through the different wellness tools that I've used to achieve long-term sustained recovery, right? Like 
REBT, CBT. We're going to start with some self-esteem and self-acceptance stuff tonight. You know, we're meeting four nights a week, Monday, Thursday, um, Saturday and Sunday at 6.30. Okay, so yeah, kind of run me through. I mean, you kind of just did a little summary of what your groups are looking like. Do each people get some time to talk? Do you just pick the topic and kind of go with it a little bit? How does How does that group run? You know, we've been able to, where we sort of choose the topic and, and run the individuals through it, but we're not unflexible. You know, we are flexible. If someone comes in and is having an issue, then we're going to, you know, shift our plan, right? Mm -hmm. To accommodate whoever enters enters the room. I mean, between Julie and I, we have, you know, with her a hundred years of clinical experience and my experience firsthand, my lived experience, like we're sort of able to roll with whatever comes in. The more dysfunctional, the better, right? <laughs> I'll have to get on and check one of them out. I've yet to uh, hop on one of them. Yeah, I'd love to see you. They're doing a lot. They're doing a lot. I, you know, I, I have to admit that I haven't been on every one of these, only the ones that apply to me, right? If it don't apply, let it fly is my motto. <laughs> you know, the mindfulness, I'm, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback from that one. That, you know, that's 15, that's 10 to 15 minutes every day to just, just some mindful moments, right? Which we incorporate into the recovery groups as well. Okay. Uh, we always start out, we don't start out with a moment of silence and the serenity prayer. Like we start out with, you know, between Julie and I, we, we have all kinds of wellness tools that we utilize in our personal lives, you know, like three deep centering breaths. There's this lion's roar one where you do three breaths and on the third breath, you just sort of blow it all out. Like, <laughs> so, you know, like we're doing all different kinds of stuff just to, to keep everybody engaged and, and, you know, know that there is life during COVID, right? There is. There absolutely is. I'm, it's kind of funny you you say that about the whole blurbing it out thing. I have a podcast I'm doing that is lined up in I think about three weeks. And I found connected with this guy on LinkedIn and he does what is called laughter yoga. What is that? Oh my gosh. It is hysterically amazingly awesome so like you basically i watched a video of him doing it and you're kind of doing like these yoga breaths and some sort of movements but the whole time you're like pretending to laugh which ends up causing you to really laugh and everybody else is laughing i mean it is hysterical great. like oh, the, great. the one scene he's like pretending to start a lawnmower and you got to get up ha 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 and like you just end up laughing your ass off and I'm excited to talk to this guy because it's one of those things that seems super cheesy. But in the end, when you kind of get through it and work through it, it's it's very helpful. And I well, told them like us, isn't it the cheesier, the better, right? Pretty right? much. Yeah, absolutely. And he's talked because he goes into rehabs and stuff and does this with groups. Oh, that's great. And he just talked about how, you know, sometimes you'll get people who are just, you know, oh, I'm too cool for this. But he says, you know, when he gets some like 70% of the people into it, it, it does some, you know, some good. And I was like, so I'm excited to sit down and talk with him. It's yeah, a, it's I'm a, I will. I'm going to have to look into that. What was, do you want to give me his name? Yeah, his name fits right along with what he does. Slash 
Coleman, C O L E M A N. Huh. Yeah, so he's he's hysterical. I'm excited to chat with him a little bit. Right, right. The, the old l- laughter yoga. But yeah, I mean, I noticed, you know, I've seen in the, you know, the papers and the news and just kind of doing a little research. I mean, since March 1st, I think one third of people who have overdosed in every county have died. I mean, there's this whole, I have another statistic here. What is it? Sales and alcohol have increased 55% since March yeah, 21st. I know. To happen, I mean, that's such a double edged sword, too. The liquor store thing, right? With, like, you know, I, you know, thank God they stayed open so that the the real alcoholic didn't die of DTs. But then, if that, you know, hey, honey, what do you want to do tonight? Well, let's go to the liquor store, honey. (laughs) Like, it, it, it makes complete sense that liquor store sales would be up. Like crazy. Yeah. And it's, but you're right. It is one of those things because obviously, as we all know, alcohol is one of the most dangerous drugs to detox from and come off of. Well, I would would say that that was, that was true until the fentanyl, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, at least as far as getting withdrawals, Right. Um, you could die from just withdrawals. There's not too many drugs out there that you can go through that with. I mean, I've had my good buddy, his aunt died from quitting drinking cold turkey and mm-hmm. her liver just shut down. So, I mean, there is that. And then obviously it's like, what, I really, out of everything that's closing down? I can't get a haircut, but I can go out and buy a bottle of vodka? What the hell? <laughs> you know, it's a double-edged sword with that one. <laughs> yep. You know, I can, I can definitely see the good in it, you know, but there have been a lot of a lot of people with substance use issues substance overuse issues who have been like ah, i can't believe they they're leaving them open and i'm like whatever yeah so we were going through that whole hand sanitizer scare and you can't buy it anywhere so i'm you know i'm getting ready to leave the house and my husband's like honey where are you going i'm like i'm going to go to the liquor store and get some grain alcohol so i can make some hand sanitizer for when we run out <laughs> and he's like no no you're not <laughs> there will be no 151 coming in the house we're not even <laughs> <laughs> we're not even. I'm like, but I'm going to mix it with my aloe plant and I'm going to get all creative and we're going to have hand sanitizer forever. He's like, no. No. <laughs> Let me know when we run out and then we'll talk about it. Oh, man. Yeah, that's hysterical. <laughs> Liquor store is open. And then come to find out it's illegal in New York State. So I would have been there for nothing. We don't sell 151 here anymore. Really? I didn't know that. That's probably a good thing. I don't know. Not that I was not that I was drinking that when I was drinking, but it was hand sanitizer research. Or swear, it was hand. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you seeing, kind of in the community? You know, doing obviously working with your your team members and then doing these groups that is kind of missing that people are need that people are looking for. You know, I really the only thing that that's not available is the face to face contact right now. I mean, there's, there's, I've found everything, everything's been available, you know, everybody's transitioned over to the zoom platform Mm -hmm. or the go-to meeting platform for smart recovery in Niagara and Erie County are using the uh, go-to meeting platform. There's always been online meetings in the rooms. I know that they've expanded some topics. So in the rooms.com, you know, you've got the, um, 
everything, eating disorders, you know, and this is, this is a, you know, a privileged opinion, but everything's really available Mm -hmm. at your fingertips. Yeah. If you got the, you know, that's something I didn't really think too much of in the beginning of even like with schools getting closed and everything is there actually are some people out there who don't have access to the internet still. Some of the, some of my team has been able to um, work with our individuals long enough to get them to get rid of the flip phone and upgrade to a smartphone. So we're continually teaching people how to use Zoom. You know, it, it took, it took even my, t- it took even the peer team a little while to get used to supervision is on Zoom. Can't I just call you? No, we're using Zoom. <laughs> Right. So even even on the team, there's individuals that haven't used any of the video conferencing options with their people because they had the the individuals haven't asked for it. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, there is there's a lot of people that didn't have children at home to qualify for the free Internet. Right. Because Spectrum was given away is still doing the free Internet. If you have children of school age in your house. Don't think they won't get you on the back end with a bill, but I'm just saying. They always do. <laughs> and this is the Spectrum. For once, we're talking about Spectrum, the cable company. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. That's right. I work for Spectrum Health and Human Services, not to be confused with Spectrum Cable we are now talking about. Yes. <laughs> we're really going to confuse people here. <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it, technology issues, connection not having that physical sharing of space, you know, loneliness, Mm -hmm. you know, single individuals are able to go out every night or do things. And now they're, you know, they're being told they can't leave their, you know, it's strongly suggested that you don't leave your your house. Like I've heard people refer to it as a lockdown and that's not what's been happening. You were, you were told social distancing and stay at home. But there was no there was no Hummer at the end of your street stopping you from leaving your house. Yeah, there wasn't martial law going on. Not at that point. No. Nope, not at all. For me, it's been I've had I've stayed busy. I have so much to learn as far as my company, so I have felt lucky in that sense as far as I mean, yes, financially it kind of sucks cuz a lot of my projects are on hold, but this also allows me to really apply what I'm trying to learn and really kind of pick up some skills that I needed. So I have found a lot of ways to stay busy. And in fact, I've kind of, like I've said in the beginning of this, I've been kind of enjoying it a little bit. But I know a lot of people who, you know, are either in like restaurants or even doing haircuts and all that. They're so used to, all right, work. And then maybe, like I said, I got a buddy who does a gym, do this, go out with friends, go to meetings. You know, that's where they get all their connectivity from. And that's where they stay busy. And that's how they keep going. And to have that kind of just taken away in the snap of a finger has definitely been challenging for a lot of people. So even even some of the individuals in recovery who that I'm familiar with that have, you know, like lost their job, you know, like we're able to help them to to apply for unemployment. So anyone mm-hmm. who we've come in contact with, myself and the other nine team members, they're linked up. And you know, I've seen I've seen re- recovery prevail in a lot of situations. I a friend a friend was had just resigned from their job at ZoomTan and was two weeks away from starting their new job, and boom, everything shut down. Oh. You know, and and she was able to utilize her tools to get through it. 
there, there's individuals that another struggle would be the the young mo- the mothers of young children mm-hmm. who you know even the teenagers let's not get it twisted now nobody's <laughs> going to school they're never leaving the house <laughs> you know there's been a lot of a lot of stress with that too and you know people make a con- make a decision to like not drink but the, these are all individuals who are utilizing the tools that I'm aware of. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm not. I'm, I know that there's there's situations that are not so good, but I haven't we have it hasn't been covered in supervision with my team, which I do. You know, I, I super once a week we're doing one on one supervision with each with everybody right so each person gets an hour of supervision alone and then we do group supervision on okay. Thursdays so i'm staying in touch um working from home was not a transition for me i'm you know like i i have electronics my employer spectrum health and human services supplied me with everything that i need to continue to work from home and as a supervisor, I mean, my job is really in front of the computer screen anyway, so mm-hmm. it's not a big stretch. So each phase of this has been a little bit different, right? We've got, you know, I'm the supervisor of the peer team, so my whole team is in recovery, right? So there was a lot in navigating through the beginning and keeping everybody focused and on point and yep. and, and encouraging everybody to sort of use their PTO time for wellness, for their own wellness. I... I, you know, a couple of members of my team call me a self-care queen because I'm like, what'd you do to take care of yourself today? <laughs> what are you going to do to take care of yourself this weekend? Give me one thing you're going to do for your wellness and recovery each day over the weekend. You know, what are you grateful for? Like I'm constantly trying to keep everybody focused. And, and when I'm not feeling able to do that, I work for an agency that gives me sick time, personal time and vacation time, and I'm not afraid to use it. Right. Like I have what it's there for. And I'm not afraid to use it. (laughs) That's what I kind of encourage everybody else to do. So you've got the initial, everybody work from home. Don't go anywhere. You got, you know, canceling of appointments and what about this? And what about that? So that was about two weeks. And then, and then there were some other shifts. And so it's never a dull moment. No, it is not. Never a dull moment. Like there's always something. Now we're getting ready to transition back into the field. And that's going to take a few weeks to to see what the new peer support model looks like. You know, like 12-step meetings aren't open yet. The recovery center on Linwood's not open yet. The youth clubhouses aren't open yet. And those are just, that's just a glimpse of some of the community resources that we use to to assist our individuals in finding their own pathway to recovery. So it's all, you know, I don't like the phrase new normal, right? Like mm-hmm. that that doesn't make sense to me. It's all about being in transition, remaining connected to come out on the other side of, you know, what's it going to look like? It's all still pretty up in the air. No, it is. It is. And I think that's why you need to be, which Spectrum Health has done a great job of doing. In fact, and to be honest, all the treatment providers I at least have had contact with are doing a great job of adapting and just kind of going with the flow and really just are working hard to be able to provide all the services still that they always have been providing to the people who need them. And, and then our our services have basically expanded, yeah. right? The community of caring. So that was created in response to 
uh, us only having two clinics open and limiting face-to-face -face counseling appointments and doing all that. But this is something that's come out of the social distancing New York pause order that I think is going to stick around for a while, mm -hmm. this community of caring. And, you know, at, at 11 o'clock every day, the woman who's doing the coping with CARM, I mean, she's a top-notch clinician, you know, who's, who's running these groups, who's available. And you don't have to be clients of Spectrum. Yep. The community of caring is for any and all people everywhere. And I, I'm all about it. Yeah, I think it's great. And speaking of CARM, I'm getting her getting her on. Oh, good. Yep, good she's going to come on, Katrina and Sandy. So we're getting a bunch of people from the community of caring and all that to hop on and kind of to talk about, you know, their programs that they're running and working with. And so we're going down the line. Do you have our the youth peer advocate, Samantha? Um, I don't know. I'll have to write that down. Uh, so Sandy Puffpath? I got her, yep. Samantha Puffpath. Okay, and so then there's She's Samantha. Our... Yeah, she's our youth peer advocate, and she started doing a meeting, I think it's tonight, Teen Talk. Okay. At 4.30, so she's a, member of, she's a member of the peer support team. Awesome. So she's doing a, uh, a Teen Talk, like I said, and then, you know, she does youth-focused recovery support groups at the agency via Zoom and stuff. So. Yeah, so when I, you were, you and Jackie... Were what the second episode I think of a spectrum that I did. So that was a little bit ago, and you were doing like the youth pro social stuff and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's still going. Has what what's had to adapt with that? Um. So you know, again, no face to face. So we've we've had to take it to the the platforms and the visual uh, video platforms. And, you know, the people who have been coming to the youth pro, um, the youth pro social events have been, you know, don't have Netflix to do a Netflix watch party and don't mm -hmm. know how to use Zoom. So they've been doing, a, you know, a lot of teaching in that area as well. And they're doing the house party app where you play games together. Okay. So they've been using the house party. And the Youth Pro Social, as you know, is a grant geared towards 16 to 30-year-old individuals with a substance overuse disorder who are trying to find recovery. We're always looking for people to get, to get involved with that. If that's something any of your listeners are interested in, they can reach out to Jacqueline at 716-420-4000. Very nice. Very nice. Was that good? That was really good. Yes, I loved it. Here's another question for you, because a lot of people I've talked to as well have seen some of this happen in. And have you found any people who have been more willing to open up and to be vulnerable and to talk more about what's going on in their lives, kind of being more at a, a longer distance away? Yes. So there's been mixed reviews from the team regarding the telemental health services that we're offering. There have been those who find it easier to engage individuals for the first time on the telephone. And there has been a lot of sharing or oversharing, right? So yes, <laughs> there's been a lot of a lot of that people feeling safer, not knowing the person that's calling, right? Like, and then there's those that like hate the telephone, mm -hmm. Are sort of on hold until we go back face to face. The team will check in with them once a week and and try to get them to re-engage or let them know that we're still here to help. 
but yeah, there's been some, there's been some incredible stories that, well, you know, I can't get into, but there's been some, some really good stuff has come out of it. Yeah. Cause I was interested when I first talked with Sydney, did an episode with her, she brought that up and I really kind of, I never really thought of that being something that could happen. And then as you know, the more I thought about it and kind of was thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, that would, a lot of people who don't want to open up, you feel like you're in your safe zone, your comfort zone, especially on the phone. And that kind of brings an opportunity for people to really be willing to share more and open up more. And I thought that was really interesting. And texting too. Yeah. You know, texting is a, a lot of individuals like to text nowadays. So there's, you know, lengthy text conversations going back and forth and whatever that, whatever that looks like for everybody. Right. Like it's, you know, and then there's the, the challenges as you know, you wanted to sort of hear about those is that there's people that don't like to tell them. I'm one of them, especially texting. Do not get me in a deep conversation over texting. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> the best way to miscommunicate really oh my gosh yes it is yes it is i mean if it works for people good for you but there's nothing more annoying than having a 40 minute conversation that could take three minutes went over the phone so <laughs> True. True. to wrap some things up what are what are your kind of your tips your suggestions for people who are out there and recover other than just come to our community of caring groups well, I was going to say, like, isn't that the one? Just go to shswny.org and come to the Community of Caring tab. Click join now and join our meeting. What would you be sharing with those people if they came to there and they asked, hey, you know, what can I do to stay out of trouble, for lack of a better word? So I really believe in self-care and mindfulness. And although you may not be able to get the human connection right now, you can still connect with the things around you. You know, I, I go hug a tree, walk barefoot on the grass, feel the grass beneath your feet, yoga, screaming, you know, like there's just, just something that makes you feel good. Journaling, calling a friend. I mean, the list goes on. The list goes on. Yeah. Like remind yourself that this is only temporary. This is just for right now. This is not forever, you know, and, and give us a call. We'll talk to you. We'll give you the suggestions of what we do. You know, like when you were talking about the phone and being able to open up and people opening up because it's sort of anonymous, right? That makes sense to me. That's why a lot of places do phone lists and tell you to call them, you know, just talking about it, getting off, getting it off your chest, writing about it, singing about it, yelling about it, you know, even though you're alone, close your windows and scream, like whatever it takes to just, you know, get through that moment. Yep. That is huge. Yeah. I think it's important. I think that's the hardest step is the maybe reaching out or even I think sometimes to ourselves, we don't want to admit that we're struggling. And in times like that, I think it's just so important to just do it and get it done. And like you said, even if you're screaming, just do it. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you know, Spectrum Health and, and Human Services and all of the other treatment agencies, they're still, they're still running on a skeleton crew. Mm -hmm. So you can still go there and get help. You know, if, if you're, if you're truly struggling or, or you just, whatever, you need assistance in some way you can still go there, you know, it's just limited. 
you get you get your your fever taken or your temperature taken as you walk in the door and hand sanitizer and a mask and you know there's still people available it's it's just on a lower scale so yeah. don't don't hesitate the emergency rooms are still open you know the rehabs the detoxes those are all still available if you need them yep everything is still around like i said i think all the companies in western new york especially spectrum health they have you guys have done a really good job of being able to be there still for the community, which I think now more than ever is the time where people need that support system to be around. Well, I'm, I am so proud of Spectrum and the way they've mm-hmm. handled all this and the way that they have, they have taken their individuals and their staff into consideration and have showed up in a big way. I haven't heard that. You know, I have friends that work for other agencies that's not the story I'm hearing from a lot of places, but if I didn't like if I didn't like what they were doing, I probably wouldn't be here, right? Yep, yep. Very fair point. <laughs> and that's what again, that's what Sydney said when I talked with her, that they're even helping the people who have kids that are stuck and at home and the employees have their kids at home and they're really doing a great job of supporting their, their team members, which I think is important because it's easy to get compassion fatigue, especially if you have your kids at home. And I mean, the list goes on of issues. You're working, you're living, you're, you're doing everything from home. I am, you know, my children are grown. (laughs) Like that's all. I'm very, I'm very thankful for that. Like I can't imagine these, these young mothers that have five children running around and their job too. Yeah. Yeah. That would be tough. (laughs) All right, Heather, run me through um, the times, the groups. I know you oh. mentioned them once, but let's let's get them out there one more time. I'll obviously leave everything in the link of this episode as well. Okay, so re- the recovery groups with, with Heather, which is myself, are Monday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday at 6.30. You can go to shswny.org and simply click now on the, on the tab underneath the scheduled time. Okay. Um, Community of Caring has has different activities seven days a week. And that's all on the website. I know it's that. All yep. The website. You can get there. Yep. I've done. I obviously did an episode with Julie as well that kind of highlighted little bits and pieces of all the groups. So mm-hmm. we're kind of moving along there and really trying. Oh, what's that? In getting this started. Yes. Pivotal piece of she did it. <laughs> <Here we are. laughs> no, she did. Yeah, and she's a she's a great person too to chat with and talk with. Never a dull moment. Nope, no, it is not. All right, well, thanks for uh, chatting with me. I know you kind of had uh, a pushback and a busy day, so I appreciate you taking the time out. No problem. No problem. And thanks I will always, always my pleasure. I always enjoy talking with you, Heather. All right. We'll have to keep them going. Yeah, I'll be in touch and I'm going to try to, uh, I'll text you and let you know. I'm going to try to get to one of those groups maybe this weekend on the Zoom there. Right on. Yeah, it'd be nice to have you. Sweet. You know, it'd be nice to see your face. Always is. All right. (laughs) I'll talk to you, Heather. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.